You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Awesome. Hello, everyone. Yay. Well, today I want to talk about wait for it. Wait for it because... We all have a legacy, every single one of us, but some of us might think, what's my legacy? Is there a legacy for me, for my future? What's going on? Because I'm in this position in my life, and I don't see me leaving any type of legacy. But I wanna talk to everyone here and let you know you you are called to live a legacy for your generations to come, but you gotta wait for it. So in John 20, 19 to 23, it says, then, then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst and said to them, Peace be with you. When he, ha- when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them. And he said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. So Father God, thank you so much. I pray that you speak to me right now. May the words that come out of my mouth not be of me, but be of you, that it'll bring faith, hope, and love into our hearts. Thank you so much for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. So right here, we see that right so right here we see the jews or the disciples are scared they are so scared they don't know what's going on um what hap- what just happens while they're in this house well the person that they looked up to just was on the cross the resemblance of people back then when they were on the cross they committed some kind of crime and so what the world saw their leader up there on the cross now who was it was he real was he really real was did he say who he was and so i want to we all know the end story we all know that jesus rose again from the dead and i think that's important to know that every single person out there that's called to greatness, every person out there that's a king, that's a leader, that's an influencer, that's a person who's growing and developing, that's called to greatness, that's called to a purpose, carries their own cross. We see that through Jesus. He had to carry his own cross. So that means every person here has to some, some point in your life have to carry your cross. And so we might stop and think about what does our cross look like? 
well, maybe our cross might be fear of, of asking. I don't know about you, but I think a lot of us have that. Um, maybe the cross is, I want to ask my boss for a raise, but I'm too scared to ask. And because you're scared, you choose to live in peace rather than in power, rather than having a benefit for your life, having something greatness. Maybe you own your own business, but you, you deal with social anxiety, so you don't want to go on a network, but you know that's the very key that will take your business to the next level. Maybe it is you want to lose weight, but you don't want to deal with the aches and pains to get there. <laughs> that could be someone's cross. And you know, the sad thing is a lot of people choose peace over power. And so if we choose peace over power, are we able to live out the legacy that God has called us? If we're not willing to take up that cross, it could be a small cross, it could be a big cross, but you know what that cross resembles? It resembles us to get, to get prepared for the purpose, for the legacy that God has called each and one, one of you, everyone in here, everyone in the world. But are we deciding to choose peace in our life, running away from the cross? Or are we choosing to say, you know what, this is hard, but I'm going to take up that cross. Because I know that cross is, gonna, is hard, and I'm carrying it. And as I'm carrying that, it's, I'm going to be sweaty. I'm going to be bloody. I'm going to be feeling the aches and pains. I'm going to be fearful. I'm going to be scared of the anxiety that's about that I don't know what the future looks like. But God, I'm going to carry that cross because whatever it takes, I'm going to live a legacy that you've called me to live out. Even though right now it feels like I'm a nobody. So let's talk about that. See, we see the disciples at this very moment. They are in a place, in a, in a home, placed in, in fear, confusion, disappointment. They just looked up, and they saw their leader hung on that cross. They looked up to their leader and said, wow, was I fooled? Did I look up to a nobody? Was he real? But you know what? Every single one of us, when we're under pressure, we always doubt. And when we're under pressure, we find out who our real friends are. We find out if we have a Thomas who doubted us and our friendship. We find out if we have a Peter who denied us three times. We find out if our friend Judas couldn't handle the pressure and decided to commit suicide. But when we're under pressure, we find out who our real friends are. When we're under pressure, you know who your real friends are, not during the good days, but when, you're there, when they're still there with you on their bad days. And so we see here the remaining disciples under pressure. They're hiding in fear of the Jews that's ready to, to kill them, to come after them, and in this room, you can feel the anxiety. You can feel the fear. You can feel the doubt, the worry, all in this room. But in the midst of the chaos, Jesus visited. 
all it takes is one visit. One visit. One visit, Jesus shows up, and instantly what happens? He says, peace be with you. That's the first thing. In the midst of the chaos, in the midst of the doubt, the, the fear, and maybe the doubt of even realizing, is he really the Lord? Even when you doubt, he still comes and says, peace be with you. And he knew that they were, fear, they were fearful. When they saw Jesus and his wounds, what happened? Peace and joy came into their life. And you see here, just one visit from Jesus. Fear leaves and peace and hope can be restored just with one visit. With one visit from God, God can change your attitude. God can change your scenario. God can change your children, your finances, your faith, your life. Just with one visit, your life can be changed. When God visits you, that's a place where you never want to leave him. God doesn't just visit you in the church. It's so easy to come to church and be like, what's up? (laughs) That's the only time I spend time with, with God. But he doesn't visit just in the church. He visits you everywhere. He visits you in your dream, in the jail cell, in the bathroom. He visits you in your darkest places, in your happiest places. He's there. He's visiting you. See, the moment we have one encounter with Jesus, everything changes. And why is that? Because with one purpose, one purpose, your attitude, your view of the scenario completely changes. See, we could be in a situation where everything's chaotic and we don't understand. We don't know what's going on. But with one visit, everything can change. I remember that one of my hardest times out of many in my life <laughs> was when things just started collapsing left and right. And um, it started out with Stephen going to jail. And it was so hard. And that resulted in our businesses starting to collapse. And from there, then COVID hits. And then from there, Stephen almost died from COVID. (laughs) I mean, it was like, this all happened in the the, span of two years. And I said, wow. I remember this time because it was, in the beginning I said, I said, God, I don't know if I can handle this. I remember, I was like, it was the turmoil of our, 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 when Stephen went to jail and then our business started collapsing. And I said, I don't, I don't know how to handle this. I don't have the wisdom that he does. And I, I said, Lord, I don't know what to do. I don't know. And I said, there was a point. I said, God, I, I think I want to give up. And he told me, no. He said, because your purpose is to encourage everyone around you. And I said, you got it, Lord. I said, because of that, you got it. I'm going to be strong. I'm going to rise up for everything that tried to bring me down. And it was starting from that beginning. And from there, everything started collapsing. But I knew that I had a purpose. My purpose was I'm going to encourage as many people because it's not about me. It's about the people around me. 
And I said, that purpose changed my attitude. That purpose gave me strength. That purpose, I no longer felt, I no longer focused on everything that was collapsing. But all I focused was, how can I encourage you? How can I help people? Because there's too many people, especially during COVID, trying to commit suicide. I said, give me that purpose. Let me touch as many people as I can because I want to bring you up. I want to take you where I am because I got a purpose. And my purpose is to change lives. With one moment with Jesus, he'll give you a purpose. And in that purpose, your attitude, what you thought your attitude started as, now shifted. And in that attitude, in that purpose, now you have faith. Now you have motivation, and now you're unstoppable. Because what the devil thought he, he told you he was going to knock you down? Uh-uh. Come on. <laughs> Come on. God gave me a purpose, and if he gave me a purpose, I know I can knock anyone down. Because if I got God by my side, nothing can touch me. Come on. Amen to that. That's good with one purpose. So John 20, 21, Jesus sent out purpose. He said, so Jesus said to them again, peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. He gave purpose. And when we know that when he gives purpose, he's going give to you, give you power. In John 20, 22, and when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. Because here's the thing, when God gives you purpose, he'll give you the strength to go through it and the empowerment. He's not going to let you left, be hanging loose and weak because when you have purpose, you know you have the power to do that purpose, to fulfill that purpose. And see, it's only one visit, one encounter that you'll have to get that purpose, to get that strength. But here's the thing. When we have that purpose, what happens? It's easy to take things in our own hand. We see this in Sarah. Sarah gave her maidservant to Abram to have a baby. That she was way ahead of God. <laughs> she wanted, she knew she had this purpose, she had this vision. But she, she was like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try to fulfill it in my own hands. We also see that the, the disciples casted lots to replace Judas. Who's going to replace Judas? Well, so they thought, well, let's cast lots. Who do they pull out? But Matthias. But do we know what he did? For, no, like he didn't really write any books in the Bible. He didn't really, we don't know of him performing any super cool miracles. And I kind of felt like the disciples took things in their own hands, but God actually wanted Saul, who became Paul, who became one of the biggest influences in writing tons of books in the New Testament, performed many miracles, made that impact. And I believe God actually wanted Paul to replace Judas. But the disciples took things in their own, own manner. But let's talk about waiting for it. Let's wait for it. 
Because see, here's the thing, when we wait for it, when you wait for your purpose to come, then you learn to appreciate it. Because it's so easy to like take things in our own hands because we're like, God, you promised, you promised, you promised, so I'm gonna make this happen. But here's the thing, maybe you're not ready for it at that moment. Because, you know, Jesus had to walk to his purpose, carrying that cross. He had to walk there. He didn't just land on the cross and die. He had to go through a process. He carried that big cross. He was humiliated. He was like beaten 40 times. His, he had this crown, he was bleeding. And everyone was making fun of him. Are you truly the son of God? And here he is on the cross. But in order to get to his purpose, he had to walk to his purpose. He had to go through the purpose. And so a lot of times it's easy to say, I'm going to either one, try to make things in my own hands. And you, you could see how that can go wrong. We see that. Or two, we give up. I give up, God. I don't see it yet. I don't see it. It's not for me. I've been waiting too long. But why? If God spoke it, He's going to fulfill it. God is not a liar. That's the thing about God. He's not a God of a liar. He keeps his word. He keeps, he's so faithful to his word. But sometimes we got to go through the process to get to where our purpose is. Because if we don't go through the process, we're not going to be ready for the purpose. And, let, and that process is what gives you, that trains you to be empowered. And when you're empowered, let's say, we know that we can, that things will have to shift when you're empowered. That when you have, when you're empowered, you can call out cancer in Jesus' name. When you're empowered, souls are saved. That people in your family members that you thought will never be saved shall be saved because you have the power of the Holy Spirit. You have, when you're empowered, you have the power to break addictions. You have the power to break generational curses. You have the power to restore hope to the hopeless. But in order to have that, you have to be empowered. And how do you be empowered? By the Holy Spirit. And sometimes we just got to go through the process for the Holy Spirit to work in us. Because we all have stuff we got to work through. And, and the Holy Spirit wants to say, you know what? You might need to take up your cross, but I'm building strength in you. I'm building endurance in you. I'm making your mind strong. Because you know what? When Jesus carried that cross, everyone was laughing at him. Are you truly the son of God? How many people want to give up? But, you know, oh, it's not happening. <laughs> but maybe God is saying, no, I'm going to put you through the process because you've got to be strong mentally. If you're not strong mentally, you ain't going to be able to handle the purpose that I've called you. So easy for people to say, I want to give up. 
because I didn't lose weight in two weeks. Done. <laughs> I want to give up <laughs> because I didn't get out $100,000 in debt in one month. <laughs> I want to give up because I'm an addiction. I went to three AA meetings, but I want to give up because it didn't work for me. No. God's saying, wait for it. Wait for it. Wait for it. Because letting God be in control allows you to live out the legacy that's specifically for you. A spe specifically for you so you can bring it out to the generations to come. I don't know. I, I don't know if there's people in here who are like, do I have a legacy? I don't see a legacy. And let me tell you, you do have a legacy. For Jeremiah 29 11 says, for I have the plans, for the, for the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, to prosper you and to give you hope and future. But you know what? Why do not a lot of people live out that legacy? Because they like peace. They don't want to pick up their cross and carry it to prepare them for the legacy that they have. So they, so we don't want that. Let's, let's be encouraged. Let's be encouraged. Because God wants to have an encounter with you. Because you might be, through, be going through a chaotic time in your mind. You might be going through a chaotic time in your family, in your finances, in situations that are happening. But all you need is one encounter. All you need is one encounter because God is saying, I want to give you an encounter so I can tell you the purpose that you're in in this chaotic moment. Because in that chaotic moment, I'm going to build you up. But at least you know the purpose that you're in for this moment. And I want you to wait for it. Because when the time is right, you're going to walk into your purpose. You're going to walk into that legacy. And that legacy that you're called to is going to be known from generations to generation for, through your family. That's for each and every one of you. Greatness is, is for your life. A big, bright legacy is meant for you. Father God, we just thank you. We thank you for your goodness. You're so good. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. So right now, if you have not accepted Jesus Christ into your life, I want you to raise your hand. Jesus loves you so much. He doesn't care about what you're going through, what your past is like. Because let me tell you, Jesus loves you for you. He loves you for you. If you're ready to accept Jesus Christ in your life, I want you to pray this prayer after me. Father God, thank you for your unconditional love. Thank you for dying on the cross for my sins. I accept you into my heart. And I declare, heaven is my home and God is my Father. In Jesus' name. And right now, every person in here who is going through some type of chaotic moment, maybe you're going through something, and you just need an encounter for God, 
to speak to you about the purpose that you're going through so that you can have the strength to get to the purpose, to the legacy that he's called. If that's you, I want to pray for every person in here. Just lift up your hand. If that's you. Amen, amen, amen. Awesome. All right. So, Father God, I just pray for every person in here. I know that we all go through stuff. And I thank you, God, that you're going to show up in their lives. I pray for every person that needs an encounter because they need to know their purpose so that they can walk into the legacy, so that they can have strength to get to the legacy, to get to that purpose. I pray for strength and hope. And maybe, I don't know if someone feels like they're, they want to give up. Come on, if that's you. Jesus hasn't for he has not given up on you. That's a lie of the enemy. I could just feel it. You just feel like giving up. Mm -mm. Uh-uh, that's a lie. Stop that. Stop believing that lie. Come on. Jesus has not for, for he has not forgotten you and he has not given up on you. That's a word for someone. Thank you so much. I just pray for strength, 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 that an encounter tonight in dreams, that you're going to reveal, Lord, your purpose, that purpose is going to be revealed, and that hope is going to be restored. We thank you so much, because every person here is going to live out a legacy that's going to carry on from their generation to the next generation. I declare world changers and history makers in here. We thank you so much for your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.